welcome to the DMC, Rianne. It is such a beautiful joy to just have you here today on this virtual stage. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Like, you know, I love chatting to you because both our Mercury's in Aries and I feel like it just is quick, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like a ping pong. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it feels like. Honestly, no, I just find it great because like, I've met you, what, how long did I meet you now? I met you maybe in, uh, how long, was it July or was it August when we went on the trip? I think it was end of July. So, yeah. so we went end of July and I had like a handful of conversations with you then. And every time, every time I have a conversation with you, I'm just left like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? like, honestly, for listeners, right, I need to let you guys know, me and Rianne are both a part of House of Black. Shout out Leona, bop bop. Um, we are part of this community and we went for a beach trip at the end of July and it was so lovely. There was like, maybe like maybe 10 of us or something and all of us had been doing zoom on a tarot reading for the past like year and a half with um, Leona Nicole Black as she has this community called House of Black and it was the first physical meetup um well it was the first physical meetup and it was amazing we went to the beach we went to Margate and it was such a beautiful time and I basically mentioned this to say that this is where I had this conversation, this literally soul awakening conversation with Rianne. And I literally came out of the train different. It was like, we went to the beach, we had our fun day, then we went on the train. And I honestly think like I came out on the other end, like another person. So I was like, since that moment, I was like, babe, you need to come on this podcast. Like, you're going to come on. I need you. I need you. Uh, I literally hope that I do you justice, like, especially that introduction. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, you, honey, you're just being yourself. You're exactly who you are. And I love it. And I love how you nurture your authentic voice just so boldly and like calmly. And it's just, oh, it's just, it's just vibes. It's literally just vibes. Yeah. Also, hope, yeah, oh, sorry. I was going to say, if you hear any like bang, bang, it's fireworks night. <laughs> so same in here, same here. If you're hearing that through this, um, through the audio, apologies but there you go it's why it works but I'm um, sorry as you were say, as you're saying no I was just saying like I hope by the end of this like we just uh, create opportunity for like really important conversations because I yes. think like all the stuff that we're talking about is really really pivotal to like healing and pivotal yes. to the growth and it's just it's exciting I'm really I love the opportunity to talk about this stuff oh, and yeah. it's like stuff that I've been working on for so long like yeah um, personally and in community so it's great fun no I honestly love that and I think it just shows you like well patience isn't it patience with the self and self-expression and then we're talking our things and we don't realize how many people that will help other talk their things you know and it just it keeps on going it keeps on growing but um yeah I had a few things I want to talk to you about in the DMC today because you know this is a deep meaningful conversation we just wanted to like chat and see see how things have gone um I actually was listening to a podcast today called the self-love fix and it was saying no the title of this week's podcast was understanding um your birth chart or astrology is another way of loving yourself and I wanted to talk to you about this because I find it so interesting astrology is astrology has really helped me sort of learn about personality mannerisms and character but it's also made me learn about um compatibility and I wanted to see what you thought on that I think like for me what the birth chart really taught me is that like again it's it not trying to make a segue to this but it's taught me a lot about shadow and light mm-hmm. and about how everything can be potentially a, a restriction but also potentially your superpower mm. and um the way that these things like like these aspects um relate to each other can really affect uh, basically how you move in the world so I basically see it like a recipe card mm. right and it's just like a recipe card and then you've just got to like do make the cake with the ingredients in it like um and I just find it just fascinating knowing what your you have to work with because everyone's got everyone's birth chart so different mm-hmm. that everyone's got different things to work with and it's not just the signs it's also the houses it's so yeah. complex and and I think like when I learned that oh I can work with like Gemini and my moon in this way for example is a Gemini moon it really mm-hmm. helped me understand like how I can use those things to 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 forward my growth and so yeah like I think like when I learned about astrology I just it made 
my process, the way I process things make sense. And it made the way other people process things make sense. And it made us be able to understand each other in another language. It gave us words and um, a map to kind of work with each other when it comes to compatibility compatibility but also gave me like a map of myself and as an intellectual thinker um I like having that 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 like resource to navigate myself because it allows me space to kind of both um have a direction but also to to do whatever I want with that like mm-hmm. just because like my moon's in Gem- like my moon's in Gemini and someone else's moon in Gemini we can do completely different things with that those ingredients yeah. do you know what I mean so like I really just see it as a tool of like another tool of growth, another tool of expansion, another tool of like self-reflection and another tool of like both shadow and light work. Do you know what I mean? Like it's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. The, that Honestly, like you were just speaking, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're so right. Like I literally was listening to this podcast and I loved like the, and um, I loved how they sort of described it as well, because a lot of people just look at their sun sign, right? But saying, having the same sun sign as someone is like being in the same country as someone. Yeah, you live there, but that doesn't mean that you do behave in the same way. That means act mm-hmm. in some way. That means that you have a commonality, you know? And it's just using your birth chart, using this understanding of how even the planets interact with each other to like see different aspects of yourself. Like, I find it quite interesting because like, I've got a lot of areas in my chart, right? And areas are initiators, fast thinkers, like forward movers and like quite um, energetic, assertive beings, right? But when I look at other charts, it's majority Pisces. And I'm like, oh, I see this, I see this like fiery, watery, like dynamic, but it's very, it's like, it's very um, obvious in different like environments that I'm in. So like, let's say, when I've had conversations with you, I'm there with my Pisces self, like, whoa, oh, oh, like I'm really like, I just want to digest and absorb all this information that you're sharing with me because I'm really um, excited with how companionship and relationship interaction can like develop into something else. But for most cases, no, well, with people that probably don't know me as much, they probably see the Aries in me first because they just see me doing all this random creative shit, just keep on going boom, 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 boom. But I find it really interesting. And also getting to know you has also gave me an appreciation for, um, more of appreciation for the uh, earth signs. Oh, really? Oh, like I love earth signs, man. Like, um, I don't know, um, what I really enjoy about astrology is just how again like the complexities of like the actual birth chart compared to some sign astrology mm. I also like how um if you are really um engaging with the signs you see both the positive and negative traits and how they come up in you and also mm. like um how I don't know it's just really interesting like for example Taurus um the stereotypes as well are also like really like hilarious funny but also mm-hmm. can be very unhelpful when they um when they pigeonhole you like so for example Aries is a really good example like a a action-based initiators the warriors but they're also so sensitive Mm -hmm. like they're so sensitive but no one ever talks about like how sensitive Aries is right and the same with Taurus Taurus is always resting lying down eating food when in (laughs) like but in reality as a Taurus like we're literally like so so um hard working and also like literally um so funny um like one thing like Virgos is another one earth signs all hilarious I love them but like Virgos like hard workers I was like I've never laughed so much than a Mercury ruled sign right Mm -hmm. Virgos are hilarious and I just Mm -hmm. and I just like yeah I adore the the complexities of each sign and again it shows us about the messiness and the complexities as as humans um because it's it's just like it depends what you you choose to nurture and what you don't and like it was same with the sun signs that is there as well all the all the astrology signs and where they sit and another thing I love about astrology is also like I work with astrology with myths I love myths Mm -hmm. and story yeah so I love to attach the stories of the archetypes within the way those the movements it adds to Mm -hmm. me creativity so like Aries being Aries for example and how they like Aries moves um as the god of war or like the moon being like Artemis or like um just like Pluto being Hades like I just Mm. love um creating the characters and stories for the like the planets um and also seeing how that interacts with the the signs that they're in and um 
I just really like it really adds more depth and like mythical like uh yeah just more depth to the whole process because I find stories are such a good way to attach to the subconscious and then when we're dealing with the subconscious we're dealing with again like the shadow yeah like and we're dealing with a much more rounded picture a much more fuller archetype than like just Taurus are stubborn lazy and yeah. like do you know what I mean no but I love that like it's actually quite funny that you say that because you know um Eric from sex education Mukati Gatwa mm. oh no it, maybe it's Chuti Gatwa um he like he basically was saying like when he's an actor to, ve- to help get into the role of these characters he learns about their star signs and Eric is a Leo so you see him like shining bold sensitive but also colorful and it's like being able to understand your mannerisms in like a more of a nuanced way I also find this interesting as well because like you know how some people might like shit on one sign or shit on like a characteristic etc etc it's like we have all the signs within us. If you do a birth chart reading, like you, you'll acknowledge what signs you have in us. And it's like, if you don't like this sign, then you don't like this aspect of yourself. And like, yeah. we can all be guilty of it. Like, I feel like, like even to do with like um, uh, relationships with different people. So like my mom is a Gemini, right? She's let me know about Gemini's all my, like her mannerisms, her articulation, everything's about Gemini. So like, I have a relationship with Gemini's that it's a little more, um, like it's more assertive than it needs to be just because my mum's a relationship with the Gemini, mm-hmm. you know? Or even yeah. like Scorpio. Scor- we're actually in Scorpio season now. This is transformation, bang, bang. rebirth, <laughs> you know? It's so um, powerful, you know, Scorpio season with alchemy and like moving through darkness to light. And like, as a previously, <laughs> emphasis on previously because I'm definitely getting better but previously emotionally unavailable person Scorpios intimidated me Scorpios terrified me I was like oh get that shit away so it just shows you how it invites you to learn what you like what you don't like what you see more in yourself what you don't see and like the strengths and weaknesses are just infinite yeah and also like um like you said like when you um deal with um astrology in the uh humanistic way I think it's called humanistic yeah. which is more about the transits than your actual birth chart yeah you recognize how like each single sign has such an impact on you like not even so for example what you have in that sign but also how that transit affects your your mm day-to-day living right so like libra like who can hate venus in libra it's such beautiful energy right (laughs) yeah like who can hate um jupiter and pisces like 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 the the moon in cancer like the the, there's just like some such beautiful energies throughout the 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 year throughout the month depending on like what planet you're dealing with Mm. that again it just adds it's just good to appreciate like what what each sign and what each um, transit can do for you like for me as a heavily moon ruled um chart like just because of how many um signs I have in cancer like I am very sensitive to the moon's transit so I've decided like to to make the most out of that that is to make plans around when the moon is in certain signs Mm. right because if the moon is in Sagittarius I want to speak yeah I want to be speaking the things right when the moon is in um cancer I want to lie in bed and just be with my emotions Mm -hmm. like when the moon is in Leo like I might want to go out and stunt on these hoes do you know what I mean like but like like, that one transit that like that those that just moon transits and because I'm a heavily like I call myself like I have um my big three, which is like sun, moon, rising, none of them in cancer, but I call myself an honorary cancer mm-hmm. because um, the moon is one of the most um, significant like planets in my chart. So which means mm-hmm. like my mood can very much change. Mm-hmm. But then the, your, what if you can use those transits, like for example, Scorpio season now to do the shadow work that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. If you can work with that, it becomes so much easier. You're working with flow, you're working with time, you're working with nature, mm. you're working with, and this is what our ancestors did. Do you know what I mean? This is like nothing, everything should be in flow. Like it should be with, with the seasons. Mm. And we're now going into a stage where everything's quieting down, where Scorpio is like um, inviting us to do a lot of the darker, colder work. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to do it now than it would have been in May. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So like why, like when we learn like how to work with the transit, again, we learn to appreciate what each time can bring us within ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? And also like um, 
um yeah just have a deeper appreciation for like the uh, people who also specialize and have those signs intrinsically in them and therefore already are good at those things yeah and one thing I say you don't dislike anything in other people that is not in yourself amen. so like, amen. like you said <laughs> right so if you if you are very very if you feel uncomfortable around a Scorpio or like Libras annoy you or this 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 and like there's probably some deep work that needs to be done about why those things annoy you and mm-hmm. what it is that um is coming up for you but like I'm sure we'll get into more of that in like when we're talking about shadow no honestly no you're right it's it's so true because even like even without astrology giving us the framework to identify those things you um someone might not like me or might not feel comfortable around me because I'm a bit of a chatter I'm a bit of a talker you know but it's only because they haven't been able to have the opportunity to exercise their conversation or exercise their talk and therefore they don't like me you know and it's like it's that's I think that's the blessing with having things like astrology or tarot or like all these different tools to help you understand something because it's just a framework you know it's like we're all learning the different we're all learning the same lessons but we're going to have different um ways of getting us there you know and I just find that super interesting yeah and it mirrors you as well and mirroring for me is such a huge part of healing Mm -hmm. like because we have we probably a lot of us in our lifetime have not had have not had people validate us in our experiences right sorry I don't mean to laugh because this is what happens when we talk you talk to me and I'm like ding 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 I'm getting all these flashbacks of all these times when I've met people but I haven't actually met people they're just old versions of me and then I'm going through another karmic cycle with them because it's like have you put in this lesson yeah yeah but like even in that sense like yeah like I'm trying to um um, test you like we we can have them as tests but also it can be validating like for me when I first started doing tarot for example I had never had someone go to me yeah you're hurt that's what this is but putting the three of swords and seeing I was hurt and then being hurt I was like wow this is mirroring my feelings so it's validation and then it becomes a a process that I can heal from because it's been acknowledged Mm -hmm. right and I think sometimes astrology can do that it's acknowledging that for example if Saturn is in your third house you're going to have um, issues with communication right and you need to work in that and it gives you that that validation that mirroring to be like okay I can see this very clearly now let me work on this Mm -hmm. right and because when we're kids, if our parents had not like, oh, did you hurt yourself? Okay, like I could see that hurt. Like, how can we make this better? Which a lot of us didn't have for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to, there's not a voice inside of us validating us. Yeah. So external validation becomes the only way that we um, can learn that within ourselves. And then like things like tarot, things like um, astrology, like these healing tools, Mm-hmm. They, they they give us that bridge do you know what I mean and like yeah, they definitely. give us that relationship with like maybe our ancestors or maybe like the spirit or whoever it is mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're able to create that relationship so it's so powerful all these um things are powerful even if you don't believe them or you think this is pseudoscience or like whatever mm-hmm. like it's very powerful to just have a tool of healing like mm. I don't see it as any different as any other tool that might be um given to you I think if it's done in a community-based way as, uh, and not an individualistic way and it's done in a way that um like it's just um gentle and filled with compassion then Mm. it can be a very powerful tool of change like yeah it's fantastic like I adore it I love that I honestly love that it just oh you're saying all the things saying all the things honestly that was great thank you (laughs) no worries (laughs) one of the um next things I want to talk to you in the DMC is this idea of toxic traits right so I'm sure you saw my little IG <laughs> story and I basically asked the Talk family, um, what is your toxic trait? Um, if you do have a toxic trait, do you hide it or try and change it? I got loads of answers. I got like <laughs> laziness was one, um, not showing compassion to myself, um, letting things build up over time when I could have um, spoken about it when it first occurred. And I brought it up because I feel like in this sort of day and age, we oh, we don't, well, number one, nobody posts their failures, right? So nobody or most people don't realize that they, oh, I, I think we live in this day and age where people are um, trying to be the best that they can be and forget that mistakes happen, failures happen, um, discomfort happens and maybe not even in discomfort maybe things aren't as shiny as it seems like yeah I'm 
happy that this has happened or I'm showing kindness here, but that doesn't mean that there's not frustration in my body, like for the rest of my life, you know? And I wanted to talk about toxicity or toxic traits in a way that was like accountability and proactive. Cause I think when we talk about the, sh the sides of us that we'd rather keep on hidden, then we really shame. And when you shame reflect, um, when you like, how do I say this? When you shame, like when you like reflect shamelessly, you're able to sort of show yourself compassion and move forward. So my question is for you, do you have any toxic traits? I have tons of toxic traits and <laughs> it's so funny, like about like, I'm going to only go to focus on one. Like I think everyone has tons of toxic traits because yeah, um, again, so one thing I'm going to say before this, because I really think it's important. And if you ever work with me in my um, spirituality like coaching or whatever one mm -hmm. thing I always try and say is when we're doing healing or any form of conversations like this we have to do it in a system-based angle like in mm -hmm. my opinion we cannot ignore how systems like capitalism white supremacy patriarchy all affect us mm -hmm. and the choices we make right so that's a, I just want to like use that as a framework with how I discuss things like this um but also like um, a lot of this is very closely linked to shadow again like right so um, um it's again like you said it's a part of that's we try and hide because um, we might feel shame around them or we, they don't think seem they're appropriate like and when I'm talking about these two things is what I mean is a lot of these things these, these toxic traits are based on or could be based on what society has deemed toxic and then they get pushed into the shadow and then come up in, uh, no it get pushed in the dark and then it comes mm -hmm. up as toxic traits because they still need to come up right in oh yes way um right so like mm -hmm. uh, the, when you're thinking about things like laziness for example is it laziness like is it or is it like uh, a deep deep struggle with capitalism like yeah. do you know what I mean like and I always think when we're looking at things like compassion is not it's not just um for example taking away accountability at all but the easiest way to look at compassion is to understand that there's other other things happening as well as the, yes. the personal process that we're going through and that shame is a lot of the time pro projected on us by society not yeah. um something that we inherently feel right so like yeah. I'm going to say that and then what I'm <laughs> going to say my toxic trait is like um with that framework is I'm so self-centered like to an, like like <laughs> like like, to the extent, like I've I go, I'm, can be very self-involved right mm -hmm. um so um a lot of the time uh and, and have been very self-involved in the past and mm -hmm. a lot of time um it's just about thinking about me and I, I think that comes from a place of like trauma where I've had to worry about me because yeah. no one else was looking after me right yeah. so I decided like okay like um how am I going to put myself first in all these mm -hmm. situations like how am I going to look up for my best interest so it means in conversation I might just want to get my point across it seems mm -hmm. like I might not be listening not very good listener sometimes mm -hmm. right I've had to learn it right and um, and it might be just like yeah it might come across like I'm bringing everything back to like how I experience it mm -hmm. um one of the things that has come like so that is a, a very like again toxic trait and in interpersonal relationships can be very difficult to deal with if it's not managed right mm -hmm. and I put my hands up in like even with my partner now like sometimes I will not respond properly because I'm just thinking about how I want to respond as opposed to listening or holding space and it's something yeah. I'm very much working on and even in the work I do now which is like um tarot like reading and um, um spiritual coaching I've had um it's taught me a lot and given me the avenue to be able to do that right mm -hmm. But the one, when we talk about like what accountability for that, I have to take accountability to try and be better. But also mm -hmm. what I can realize is if I bring that to the light and accept that as my toxic trait, then it becomes my superpower. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is that like all of a sudden, no, like my, that same, um, that same toxic trait also means I'm really self-reflective and yes. I'm always, always, always thinking, how can I be better? What yes. have I done in that situation? And it, it, so like, it's also fueled my growth. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like it's really no, definitely. fueled my growth because I'm always sitting there thinking, how can I be better? Like, what did I do wrong in that situation? Mm. Oh, like, um, how, um, and, and then it becomes, um, if it again done in the lens of compassion, cause it can also become too much. And that's where balance is always important. <laughs> balance. Shadows, like, yeah balance <laughs> um it becomes um important to yeah like um just use it as a as a tool for growth like so again like something like laziness or something like and procrastination mm -hmm. and all these things that are very very key words that scream white supremacy to me but I can go into that another time if anyone wants to talk to me about that <laughs> like um 
they are might be just um things that actually allow us peace in certain situations that we mm. need to do and the way to maybe deal with them is different to then shaming them like um and it might be more just giving space for those things to show you what their their purpose is or why they were there in the first place um and it would be different for everyone so I, I can't like um a lot of the time like laziness has been I've felt lazy as mm-hmm. a, like for example and then I've just realized that actually I'm not lazy I'm just one I'm disabled isn't it like I'm tired mm-hmm. and two I refuse to um I don't see rest as laziness like and and also productivity is a is a social construct that is based on me being a workhorse mm-hmm. and like obviously like if I'm lazy and in my life is um like is worse off from it Mm -hmm. right then that's when I have to start looking and be like okay so I have the tool to rest and that's a very powerful tool because a lot of people don't know how to rest Mm -hmm. but how can I manage it in a way where it gives me both the that um that that space but also can allow me to grow uh and also you'd be I'll be very careful when people are called lazy because I think sometimes it's a projection of people who can't relax like mm-hmm. but like this is just my whole thing like but like I just don't think laziness exists basically so when yeah. that person says I'm lazy I'm like I, I, I personally don't think laziness exists I think yeah. sometimes most of the time it's trauma or it's um or it's like uh someone projecting to you because you're lying down that you're not doing something productive do you know the brain is like the imagination creativity is so productive you can do so much lying down uh, like tell me a lot of things happen in stillness a lot of things happen in stillness so please like meditation what if someone was if you're meditating it'll be productive but if you're lying down it's lazy please like reframe do you know what I mean like it's just, it's just it's, <laughs> honestly like it's so funny that you say that because I was literally saying to my mum yesterday mum you do not know rest <laughs> you do not know yeah. rest. We, we've been cooking literally since let's say like two till like half four Half four, we now, we sit down, we eat, we're enjoying. And now she's like, now watch this. I was like, you move too fast. I think I'm going to be sick. Like I genuinely think <laughs> I'm going to be sick because my body, my, my my tummy hasn't been digested properly yet. The food isn't digested properly. And you want me to go, go, go. And I was just like, mom, you need to rest. And like, it's so funny because like I I'm maybe paraphrasing, pa- paraphrasing, hello, <laughs> paraphrase, pa- paraphrase paraphrasing (laughs) the quote but it's like um uh my mum has birthed her healing right so like there's things that I'm doing that I'm forcibly teaching her whether it's rest whether it's putting herself first and all of these things and I find it really interesting how again society has like excess like outperformed productivity to make us feel like we always need to catch up but I'll be like mom aren't you tired <laughs> like, you've been doing things in the last three days are oh, you not tired she's like ah tired this da 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 <laughs> I was like and I'll even say to her like mom I need to rest she's like ah rest okay yeah. I'm like okay but like no thank you for sharing because that I feel like you just hit so many points and I love it like when you talk because you're like you're you talk right and then you go ding 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 and you're just you're you're like going from so many themes then you pull it all together so I really appreciate you like just sharing your story um oh toxic traits man like I feel like like there is just so many I think I'm gonna talk about the one that I shared on um Instagram though because I think it's just such a um (laughs) such a loud one for me but I give people strikes and silent like people can do things and I'll be like ah noted but I could communicate with them I don't always just because I CBA sometimes it's shock sometimes it's trauma sometimes I say it and I let it go but I I note things and if it happens again, it's noted. If it's happened again. So people think that I'm really quick to cut people off. But really, in reality, I have flashbacks of X, Y, and Z that happened previously. So that's why it's quote unquote toxic trait, because I've got strikes against the person, a situation or like whatever. To be fair, and- that just sounds like boundaries, but I... That is okay. So that's definitely, definitely, definitely true. <laughs> I mean, obviously, communication is very key, but also, like, sometimes, like, how much energy do you want to put to, like, um, like nurturing a relationship if you're not 100% sure whether it's worth that? Do you well, understand what so, I mean? 
look god give me giving me therapy today whoa <laughs> it's, <laughs> so, true. So, it's true yeah like so like sometimes I think it depends on the closeness of the relationship you don't owe everyone communication you don't owe everyone like a lesson unless it's really upset you so much that you have to get it across or it's um it's um overstepped that boundary but like True. for me it's like you're putting you're putting the boundary up and as it's overstepped you're like okay like mm-hmm. no 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 and obviously communication is always better but like yeah. also protecting your peace is also very good like good so I, I yeah I get it. it's a to- like why it's toxic but I also feel like again if you can work on that and nurture it you could have a, what it's showing me is someone who is very clear about where they stand in their mm-hmm. boundaries and and um who uh doesn't want people around that are just not in alignment with them do you know what I mean like and that's 100%. people are not like people shouldn't be disposable and they're not but also people are not entitled to your energy and mm-hmm. everything is a balance in it like so again balance yeah <laughs> <laughs> like um so I'm not just saying I'm not like dismissing it. It, it. Like if it's toxic, of course. only you can tell how toxic that is and how it's affecting your relationships. Mm. And obviously, like you shouldn't really like um, be ghosting people because that's what it could yeah. look like, in it? If it's if it looks like ghosting. Okay, you know what? You've actually given me an example of something. So I'm going to share two points with you. Okay, so the first point. Let's say if I um, haven't made made them aware of my boundaries, I've just put a strike up, right? So I have a strike. I have a strike, third strike, you're out. And now I'm phasing into the background like Homer Simpson meme. <laughs> and basically I was talking like on IG and I was like, oh, are you gonna hide this? Are you gonna change this? And I said, honestly, probably not, probably not. Because right now, yes, it might be um, presented in a uh, quote unquote weird way, but really it's coming from my instinct. It's really coming from my intuition. I might have a trauma response with how I reflect um, the communication. However, it is coming from my instinct. And now I just need to pray for discernment to make me more comfortable in sharing those boundaries when they lie, but also not um, questioning these boundaries as well. Because one thing that I noticed when I was in therapy is that I'll have an instinct and then I'll do the most to then justify the instinct. I could just be comfortable with the instinct, you know? Mm. And again, it's a strike. I'm, I'm doing the strike for a reason. Either my mind, my body or spirit is un- has put the strike up. So it's, it's there for a reason, but then life will have you doubting yourself, gaslighting yourself to like, be like, oh, wait, am I sure? Am I not? Am I this? And then this is where the strikes add up, you know? My question is, why are you giving them free strikes? One. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) That is true. But I think that comes with life practice because one thing that I've realized, I've given, I've given, um, I've been more patient in, uh, how do I say it? I've had more patience with people that I with, that I do know than when I don't know them. Sorry, but well, that makes sense because you owe like when you're in relationships with people, whatever mm. that type of relationship is, you do owe them more compassion and more like leeway. Like, do you know mm. what I mean? Like that you have to have because that's the time where you do have to communicate the boundary and you do have to like. But like with strangers, like um there's no like reason why you should communicate you have to communicate the boundary however I do feel like ghosting in any sense is never the good thing to do like you can just say to someone like I don't really want to be friends I think we all ghost like I think if we were realistic and I think that is a very societal toxic trait I think we Mm -hmm. um, consume people and I think because we're so used to consuming everything we think we can consume human beings Mm -hmm. so we ghost because we just want to drop it right because that's what we we bought a coat and we didn't want it anymore we've just thrown it away yeah and we and I think we've we're getting to a dangerous stage in society where we're like doing that with human beings and then this is why the rise of ghosting is happening or the rise with like not respecting like people's right just to have like an understanding that like you know what I don't I'm not interested anymore like yeah but also like people react really badly to that so then you're just like I could avoid this and just step away right no, but um, I love how you shared that because it's literally collective it's collective toxic trait that we've yeah. all adapted to most things are and this is what I mean if you're not seeing these things from a societal lens or from mm. the the from the lens of like um white supremacist capitalist patriarchy mm-hmm. or like any of those um store t- tools that are um c- 
because you know like there was this tweet I saw like ages ago or like this thing that was like um trauma um will become collective um trauma becomes collective and then it becomes a culture and this is what's happening like it becomes like a culture yeah. and like we the culture has been initiated by these systems of oppression and mm. then it becomes individual so it was opposite way around so the the oppression becomes um tr- collective trauma which becomes individual trauma and that becomes like the culture so like this is why we're all collectively traumatized in some way or the other because the umbrella <laughs> of systems of oppression is literally just creating these habits right yeah no you're honestly as you're talking like I'm literally there like gobsmoked like gobsmacked I'm being like oh my god <laughs> it's yeah. Sense. Math, it's yeah because we take too much responsibility like obviously interpersonally we have to take responsibility with the way we are always have accountability but yeah. I think when you frame it from an understanding that it's bigger than you your, your compassion for yourself is be able to be extended because you're working and you also understand your challenges because when you are for example going against that toxic like toxic tray um yeah it's then becomes a challenging of the the whole system not just that one yes. person and then that work that, that one person is not just representing that person they're representing the system of oppression that they're supporting yeah. and they're supporting their actions right um and I always think with like things like shadow toxic trait and all these things they're all based on what the current morality is at the time oh so, my yes like again it's just an ever-shifting thing like yes. and what's exactly like for example like um everyone boundaries have become such a big thing like they weren't a big thing like 20 years ago like they should always have been a big thing like don't get me wrong but again like I think like again something like boundaries is again such an individualistic thing and realistically it doesn't work in community settings if it is done in such a rigid way that there's no room for leeway Mm -hmm. um in either way um like what's other examples of just things that have just changed over time there are just so many things that things that like we wouldn't have done in the past and now we would do or things that we have done in the past that we no longer do it changes because morality is very it's a flow it's ebb and flow isn't it like Mm -hmm. and it's bait and a lot of the time that is based on what suits society or what suits these systems of oppression like again environment environmentalism key thing like back in they didn't care about the environment now environment (laughs) and capitalism has become a thing and everything is in and it's just like it's funny that you say that because I literally said to my mum I was like mum they've been burning fossil fuels since you were born <laughs> they've been burning fossil fuels since you were before and probably long before that so why are they still teaching it to me and others right now do you know what I mean <laughs> you see all these people the CEO oh, I can't even remember whatever it's called but the summit and it's like you guys could have been there a long 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 time ago don't be no, I, I can't I, I can't even Top, talk about COP26 because I'll actually get angry like <laughs> I, I genuinely can't talk about it like okay, I have to hide, like, no we can't talk about it because honestly I'll be fuming like yeah. um, how can you fly with a cognitive dissonance you fly in private jets you fly in private jets to uh, I can't <laughs> mad. no people are mad and they have nobody to tell them people no, are mad and they have nobody to tell them and then not a single indigenous leader like I, just, I can't I can't I, I can't <laughs> yeah no the world is mad the world is the world actually is, mad <laughs> everyone is mad and they're just and you know what like if we speak they'll say we're speaking as Kalechi says and I just I can't literally no <laughs> can't. literally as, as you said as you said no honestly, every we, advert you see every advert you see is um green capitalism and it's disgusting you'll be watching mm-hmm. tv and it'll be like oh um save the planet save the planet i was like you know how we would save the planet if we just stopped doing so like if these big five companies just stopped doing this i don't yeah. i'm not gonna buy but like oh <laughs> i can't i can't talk about it like i can't no, i don't blame you i don't blame you because that's the thing it's an emotionally provoking thing especially it's like whoa just especially like I see life as in like you've got all these big people making decisions and you've got all these little people on the ground having to like experience the brunt of those decisions and depending on the intersections you are the worst outcomes it's going to be for you and it's just so frustrating so like I I respect the anger (laughs) I appreciate the anger because it just shows that you care it shows that you care um Oh, okay. So, uh, you know what? I know we're going to go into the episode in a minute, but we're just chatting away and I'm really enjoying this conversation. <laughs> so I wanted to um, sh- uh, t- uh, tell you this tweet, right? And I want to hear your response to it, all right? I just want to hear your live response. <laughs> okay. I just saw the quote. And uh, no, I just saw this quote. It said, if you are not fed love on silver spoons, you learn to lick it off knives. I, 
<laughs> okay, so I, there's no way I can answer this in the no way that's not very deep and very depressing. <clears throat> oh. No one knows how to love. Yeah. Like, I just, I just don't think we have, been, like, I think, again, the culture of our society does not encourage love and therefore mm-hmm. it encourages everything around love like family and marriage and nuclear fam like again like procreation it encourages everything else but you never see people like even out here like little like you know patriarchy will have little girls being like I really want to get married and you'd be like don't you want to love like mm. that, it never comes into conversations mm. right because love is the main reason that I believe we're on this earth like the mm. number one reason we're on this earth I don't think there's anything else we want more mm-hmm. but again systems of oppression have taught us that it's not love that we um, desire it is all that is family and that because that helps capitalism be able to procreate like again my mm. another system yeah no but it feeds so, onto each other you're talking yeah. about a ripple effect and it's interesting because yeah. it's like you've got system then people are like I don't want to say not educated but we kind of just move blindly to the system yeah unless we question or like we do that reflection, yeah. we do that shadow work to be like, no, why do I work this? What is beneath this? Yeah. You know? And and the thing is, it's like love. And again, like, what is love? Like, I think, and, and I'm reading, like two books that I've been reading about love recently are um, The Road Less Travelled and mm-hmm. um, All About um, all about Love by Bell Hooks, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the things we see as love and we've been taught as love is, is rarely love. Like, so for example, like parents punishing us and telling us they love us, mm. like is punishment part of love. I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that you like, like, so if you think about that as a main um, thing that we've all experienced, like discipline, mm-hmm. punishment and stuff, and that's been um, shown as love to us. Mm-hmm. How are we meant to know how to love? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, how are we meant to, um, um, create love like love is about spiritual um growth it's about nurturing someone as they are it's about mm. like being the guardian of them but not being their owner like do you know what I yes. mean like it's, it's about... restorative it replenishes you it yeah. supports you well it's like you guys are moving in different directions but it's like independent to each other you're not living yeah. you're not loving each other into each other you're mo- you're loving each other for who you are and you're just yeah literally it's for whatever <laughs> it's just for yeah. and, and i definitely agree in that quote if like so for example that quote is right we need to show love to understand love mm-hmm. and the massive problem we have nowadays in relationships is that no one knows how to love so it's a shit show isn't it like so, um, so, so like obviously and then we will accept less of a love because we will not um we don't know what love is but I think before we can get to this thing about love in a silver spoon what is love like a lot of things that we think are love is a concept is not true mm. right like so um I, I always say about myself and like my relationship that I'm in mm. that I only I want to reimagine love because n- I've never seen a relationship in front of me that I want because they're all none, mm. none of them are, are true to me like do you know what I mean because they're all based on this patriarchal idea. sorry you know that song by Wizkid <laughs> <laughs> I literally I, I want to reimagine it again yeah. this is maybe my Sagittarius energy coming in but what is love to us like what could we create like what what is the boundless um, li- um boundless like expansive love that we can have that allows us to both be safe and also be free do you know what I mean like I think we're here yeah I think we're all here to experience each other like we're all experiences but we want to own everything we want to own people and we see love as ownership even our children we want to our children are ours it's like nothing is yours no one is yours you can marry someone till you're like dead in the ground they still don't belong to you they can leave you at any point and if we understood love like that that we are just here to experience people and that we have to love each other in a way that makes us both happy until it doesn't and then then you can either work on it or you can leave we would have more respect for the people we love because we realize they're not bound to us they don't owe us anything and I just think like yeah like so yeah I agree with that quote in the sense of like yeah but I also feel like love on the silver spoon what is that like Mm. what is that like it, it doesn't exist to me like in the way that I see it and I think like again we are a generation we are re- we are relearning what love is um has also been severely traumatized most of us in some mm. way by our lack of love right mm. and then like trying to find that in other people like and then yeah it's a lot it's a very heavy topic I really recommend again reading bell hooks or, or like reading yes. um road less traveled because I think they really really encapsulate like what true true love is um but um I think in reality like we don't know and we have to build that and we have to find and again it looks different for everyone as well because everyone has different needs 
No, that was honestly such a great response. Thank you. <laughs> the quote is from Lauren Eden, the lioness awaken. And Leah, you're right. Cause what is love on silver spoons? What is that? Like, I don't think that's healthy. I think that's like codependent and everything, if anything, because like- It could be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be because like love is not one size fits all as well. It's like, and especially I think if you've experienced conditional love, right? You don't have, a, um, you have a distorted or reframed approach to love. You might think love is endurance or love as settling or love as like all these traits that don't let you expand to the being that you're meant to be on this earth. And I think like, because so many people, um, well, no, okay, so let's say like society might encourage like women to be submissive, whereas they, um, but let's say if like, let's say society encourages like women to be submissive and like women want to be independent for themselves. They want to take control of their own lives. What does that mean for the people that they're dating? Regardless of like what, what who they are dating, if they were like in a heterosexual relationship, they're going to feel the, um, they're going to feel that. Patriarchy. Yeah, they're going to feel the patriarchy like, on their neck. Do you know what I mean? But it's just, it's interesting to me because it's like, everybody's out here like oh I want love I want love and like we need to be open we need to be willing to love because like at the end of the day love is the only thing that we're really here for like it actually transcends everything like it everything. feels everything like oh, it's it triggering as fuck <laughs> so triggering like, uh, like and this is what I mean about love on a silver spoon babe <laughs> babe do you know what it is you know when you're feeding a child and you go oh oh it's like yeah. I'm feeding that's the one like for me like for example what her love has been to me is like it's been pouring like so for example I use this um analogy a lot but like um yeah. when it comes to when I talk about how, what it's been like finding a love that gives me the contain like I am the container the love is what's been poured into me the water and at the bottom of that water is the oil and the sediment that has been that is my trauma right and as it pours as the water and love is poured in all of that rises to the surface and it triggers me and then I have to begin to be able to seep through that to figure out like it creates a container for it creates the abundance for healing right so the silver spoon (laughs) no but the silver spoon is like kind of saying to me like it, it like love is to an extent endurance but not hard like and that's what I mean like it doesn't have to be hard it has to it's the container for the most beautiful healing but it's not easy because you will you meet the person you love and all of a sudden your your traumas that you're dealing with their traumas you're dealing with your traumas you're not having to try and react in a way that is not triggering to them and you you have to manage your own emotions whilst also caring and deeply loving for them it's a shit show like honestly it is so hard but it is the most wonderful thing and it is safer than having to do all that without love and it's more beautiful that I had doing that without love right Um, but you're still gonna have to deal with that you're still gonna have to deal with that so you can have to deal with and that's why when it's like um yeah like just love to me is just like the icing on the cake the cherry on the top the the beauty the everything and nothing at the same time I don't know like it's just so much right like I see it as like I've been living my my life as black and white and they've made it technicolor and the possibilities have become abundant but there still were possibilities within me I still could do it myself do you know what I mean but what they've done is allowed me to face myself with the safety of like yeah just the safety of love I'm just taking all of this in I'm sorry I'm sorry it's so wonderful like Like, I feel like I'm on church (laughs) yeah no like but honestly like just love to me has just been like one of the most wonderful and triggering and most like expansive things it's just like it doesn't it's God like God is love so how can we try and pull it fit it in a silver spoon it's a whole fucking bowl like do you know what I mean like it's the whole bill like it's just literally like but yeah like a lot of us don't understand what we want have never been shown healthy versions of love and then have so much trauma because of that that it makes it difficult and we do end Too, up oh like my god yes you're speaking you're speaking you're speaking <laughs> yeah and i yeah i just but i hope that everyone like for one thing that i i was listening to a podcast i think it's called spiritual shit or something and she was talking yeah. about divine partnership and she said that um the desire for love is like a beacon in your heart that creates the possibility. Mm. And one thing I would want to say to anyone who wants love is just never give up on love. Like, yes. but you don't have to suffer while still 
having the desire for it and the suffering for it is what will stop I think like if you can have the desire and just still keep moving forward with your life and creating the opportunity for love to come then you are more likely to find divine partnership and find the person that can meet you where you are I think if you're yearning for it and like suffering because you don't have it you're more likely to eat love off a knife do you know what I mean because Mm. it's it's, it comes from a place of like fear like fear-based yeah. and love and fear are not compatible they're two different languages I think um there's this book called conversation with God that says that human beings all human beings actions can be brought down to two things and that's love and fear and mm-hmm. um anything you do will come down to one of those two things and like they're not compatible so if you're moving from fear-based love is going to be it's going to elude you because it just won't in my opinion other people may disagree that was amazing. <laughs> no, honestly, that was amazing. I feel like I feel like this. I'm gonna go a little bit off topic now, but have you ever watched a Married at First Sight? <laughs> oh yeah, love it. <laughs> I was watching Married at First Sight, the UK one, right? And I watched this season. Yeah, this season. Yeah, this season. I watched so it with more yeah. ra- with more rag and all of that. <laughs> nah, more rag was not okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> I bring it up to say like like the wisdom that you gave was giving me um one of the relationship advisors you know the cool one with the colorful shoe and like I love that show because it's like they're going into marriage you know um divine partnerships for like hoping to be married for forever and for the people that I worked for it completely worked but for the people that I didn't, you saw their trauma influence them in a different way. And that's why I really like, well, I didn't like the fact that they were traumatized, but I like the fact that you had all of the um, relationship advisors, like sort of safeguarding them as well, because yeah. that information displayed loads of experiences on the outside world, not just in the TV show. And the wisdom obtained by divine partnerships is like no other. However, because we've have we've experienced unhealthy love, sometimes we just don't want to put ourselves um, forward. We don't want to put. We don't want to be willing to it. So, like, I'm really grateful and um, appreciate. Um, yeah, you're. Ah, oh, I'm so happy I asked you that tweet now. I didn't even tell you that I was going to show you that tweet. I thought I'd live a little safer. <laughs> No, honestly, that was that was a great, great, great conversation. Like, we should probably get into the real episode, shouldn't we? <laughs> no, I'm so excited. Say goodbye to the DM Talks family, Rianne. Goodbye. Bye. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week.